Right, oh, so uh, starting off the preview of the uh, weekend games, uh, like I said, we'll start off with Aston Villa versus Norwich, the 12.45 kickoff. Uh, this not exactly a big game, but it will be interesting as this is Paul Lambert's return, well, first game up against Norwich. Yeah, yeah, um, and he did absolute wonders with them. You know, with a team um, who were struggling in League One, successive promotions, mid-table uh, last season with Norwich. Great manager with them, not doing so well with Aston Villa. Um, I read an interesting article last week that uh, put that down to the fact that, you know, his players don't believe in him, in him, in him, God, um, in the same way that the Norwich players did, because, you know, mm. they had the belief that they had success for promotion. They believed in what his style was, and if you got them motivated, they, they went out and played for him, whereas Aston Villa players don't really, uh, are really in tune with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that Villa's poor season last week, last week, last year, was mainly down to Alex McLeish. I yeah. mean, I, I'm sure he's a nice man, but I just don't agree with his style of football. And Boring. I mean, I mean, well, you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, just looking at the players that Aston Villa have, mm. you know, they should be doing better. Yeah, Darren Bent, Charles and Zombie. Yeah, I mean, they've got great firepower. Still yeah. got Gabby Bonlahor. Yeah. I mean, but you know, they're just still not getting it. But I mean, obviously, it's still early days. Uh, Lambert's still only been there for just over two months. You know. it's it isn't going to be instant success. It's a building process. Mm. And, you know, as long as Aston Villa keep faith, I've said that teams need stability. They need to give their managers time. You know, just give him time. Uh, for both of them, Chris Hutton and Paul Lambert. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, just, well, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it there. And now to move on, uh, let's go Let's go to the Merseyside derby, Everton versus Liverpool. Uh, I've just got a bit of team news for that. Uh, Everton are hopeful that Fellaini is going to be fit after suffering a knock, knock to his knee. Pinar's definitely out after... Ooh, after a, that's a big blow. Yeah, well, it's a one-match ban. Yeah. And then, uh, but Pepe Reina's facing a late fitness check and Glenn Johnson will be back for Liverpool. Yeah, um, really harsh Pinar red card on the weekend. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, that's like he, he's a really good player for them. Didn't really do it at Tottenham because didn't get played much. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a blow. I mean, normally I'd be like, oh, Everton are doing much better this season. They should wrap this up. But I think with Paul getting better and better, mm. they're starting to believe in Rogers' system of play. Um, you got Raheem Sterling, great player, um, great prospect of the future, is you know, scoring and setting up goals. Um, and Suarez seems to be scoring goals like he should be doing. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So good stuff there. Uh, what predictions? Predictions. Um, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a draw. Yeah, that's how. I, I think maybe, maybe one all. Or yeah. two all. Actually, no, one all because <laughs> you, a lot of Liverpool can't score more than <laughs> one goal. Yeah, I mean uh, Everton. I think. They've looked good, but uh, it's just a question of when that run's going to stop, I guess. But, or uh, if it is a run at all, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I faith, mean, in, faith in Moisey. I mean, got to remember back in 2005, Liverpool came... Liverpool, Everton came fourth. Yeah, yeah. Season they sold Rooney. Yeah, exactly. And, um, but yeah, I'd say I'd say one all as well. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, but moving on from that, obviously this is the crunch game, the... So-called top of the table clash at the moment. Uh, well, it is, yeah. Chelsea versus Manchester United. Uh, a bit more team news. Lampard 
picked up a calf injury, so he'll be out for two weeks. Obviously, John Terry's still banned, so that's two key Chelsea players out yeah. of the game. Uh, obviously, we've touched on Kagawa, he won't be featuring, and Phil Jones and Lindegaard are both out. What do you think? Um, I think that Chelsea could sneak this. Uh, you know, I thought they did... Uh, Cahill and Louise did pretty well at the back against Tottenham. Um, and Lampard came on as a late sub, so I know that there's two huge blows for them. And they look really impressive. Mm. However, I must say, Chelsea always start well. Yeah, They always start well. Um, but I think at some point they'll have a dip in form around, I don't know, Christmas time. Mm. And, you know, Man U will keep trudging along as yeah. they do. City will pick up. But, yeah, really exciting stuff. You know, the first real title six-pointer of the season. Yeah. So I think Chelsea could sneak this one. Mm. And uh, obviously you've got... Obviously there's going to be teams like Manchester City hoping that this is where they can gain ground on yeah. in this game. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll just run through the Premier League weekend's other fixtures. We've got Arsenal v QPR, so that, can Arsenal get back to even yeah. getting points? Yeah, QPR not doing too well either. Yeah, so really a, a, a needed win for both sides. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City facing Swansea, I think City should win this comfortably. But, yeah. you know, obviously a game against Ajax may have rocked them. Uh, we've got Reading versus Fulham. That's just a, a standard mid-table game, really. Yep, yep. I mean, I love Fulham, but, you know, that's just where they're stuck at at the moment, other than their great Europa League run a few years back. Uh, we've got Stoke Sunderland, again, another mid-table game. Yep. Uh, Wigan West Ham. You know, West Ham need to pick up the points here because they've got a tough run coming up. They've got yeah. um, a lot of the big, big teams coming up. So, can you keep up? We're seventh at the moment. Keep Pick up the... Keep well, it's a lot. And yeah, not great Wigan side at the moment. I think I think we can wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be honest. I think Martinez has done a fantastic job at Wigan. I yeah. love Wigan. Yeah. I mean, everyone everyone hates on them for some reason because I, I don't hate on them because apparently they're poorly supported. You know, that's just a big stadium. That's yeah. They're a rugby league town. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to penalise a team for not having many supporters. But yeah, I mean, I love Martinez. I love the way he plays football. You know, just all out attack, like Ian, the, the Ian Holloway way. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, I'm hoping that this could be a good game. Both teams going attacking. Uh, we've got Newcastle v West Brom, Southampton versus Tottenham. Hopefully, Tottenham can bounce back there. But obviously, Southampton are in need of points now. Like yeah. they're, they're starting to struggle. Yeah. And um, yeah, that basically wraps up the Premier League games. Uh, Leicester in the Championship will be facing Crystal Palace at home at three o'clock today. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, um, hopefully let's wrap it up. They're top of the table, I think, at the moment. And the crunch um, Grimsby game against Macclesfield. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, had to, I had to list that. If, for, for those of you who don't know, I'm a massive Grimsby fan. Uh, they're, they're currently down in the conference. Don't worry, I'm not... I'm, I'm not Grimsby aren't my first team, and then Tottenham. It's Tottenham and Grimsby. It's always been in that order. I've basically travelled the country watching Grimsby. Uh, they're currently, they're on a good run in the conference. So I'm, I'm hoping to get you biased linesman su- supporters to start supporting Grimsby. So yeah, um, big up the Mariners against Macclesfield. But yeah, that basically concludes our preview of the big weekend games. Grimsby being an elite part of that, and uh, yeah, we'll be coming back with some general talking points and hopefully you you find people can be phoning in so yeah we'll be back in just a second thank you Whoa.
But yeah, against uh, Braga, they went 2-0 down. Um, thanks to that, you know, crosses in from wide, playing Carrick at centre-back. Yeah. Um, I feel sorry for him, he doesn't, he shouldn't be played there. <laughs> um, and they switched the formation around, brought Nanny on, um, and they they pulled it back to 3-2. Mm. So I think they've got to think long and hard about this, you know. They got Kagawa out, and he was a key part of that. So they play usually play like a defensive mid, like, I don't know, uh, Fletcher or, I don't know, maybe Skulls or something mm. um, in the defence position. And then maybe Kagawa and Cleverly, uh, the sort of two centre mids, and then Rooney at the tip of the diamond, mm. um, linking in, and then Van Persie well back at the front. So... Uh, you know, I I like great wing play, and they've got great, great wingers. You know, if you've got Ashley Young, Nanny, and Valencia in one team, I don't know why you'd be playing a diamond. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Uh, just one other general talking point to touch on, uh, the fact that down in the championship, Blackburn and Bolton are still managerless. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there was all that Steve Keane protests last season, oh. which I found ridiculous. Disgusting. Frankly. Um, the the stick he got, like the people were protesting against their own team. You know what? I I'd never like to see a team get relegated, but you know, I they were asking for it really. Mm. It was ridiculous. And while Blackburn were doing so well in the championship, they decided to fire him. So it was more the timing that was surprising. Um, and you know, Blackburn have tried to make several advances for coaches um, at Tottenham and Fulham, and both teams have. Um, rebuked them and said they don't want to let their yeah. uh, teams go, and that's that's kind of sad that both that they're going for first team coaches as opposed to managers, mm. um, and then those first team coaches don't feel strong enough about going to such a great old club as Blackburn to kind of push it. They're fine to let their clubs say no. It's like we're in such dire straits. Uh, the thing about getting Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, super sub, yep. um, doing wonders in Norway. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't feel that the the championship is a big enough move for him to relocate his family. Um, so yeah, and Bolton, Owen Coyle. I really rate Owen Coyle. I understand yeah. why they let him go. They they are struggling in the championship, mm. but I think he did great things with them. I don't. I'm a bit worried for Bolton. Yeah, I mean the the thing that I've never really understood is when teams sack their manager. Yeah, they don't have a. They they don't have a replacement lined up. They don't have a replacement in mind, and they just like they go through this these this three to four week period without a manager where they do just struggle. And you got to think, you know, is it worth it? Is it worth that struggle than just? Well, keep them yeah. In? I mean, the the biggest one last season was Wolves with Terry Connor. They oh, sacked, poor Terry. They, yeah, <laughs> get some sleep, mate. <laughs> um, they they sacked a proven manager, Mick McCarthy, who was admittedly struggling. Um, but they lined him up with his assistant. They they didn't get the Steve Bruce went for it, proven manager. I'm a big fan of Steve Bruce, but they went for assistant because they didn't have anyone lined up. Steve Keane, assistant manager of Blackburn, just went in the job there. I mean, clubs need to need to have someone lined up so they don't have this weird period where they have their assistant manager who they may even take over, who isn't proven. They may turn out to be great, as you know, Chris Hutton has proved to be. Yep. But, yeah, I don't really understand it, to be honest. Uh, but, anyway, uh, we'll 
we'll we'll cut it there for the general talking points uh we're just going to cut to one more break where we change up the music and then we're going to be coming back with our final segment which will be us deciding our team of the week stay tuned Alternates there with a Marlon for the Belgian team, I know, but he's he's much more needed at centre back. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Galas out, please. Start <laughs> um, the campaign. Uh, so yeah, let's go with Enrique there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then centre backs. Um, Cahill just for his goal, beauty, yeah. beauty. <laughs> uh, also played fairly well as well. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of Cahill. I think Terry and Cahill works better as a partnership than Louise and Cahill because both Louise and Cahill like to get forward. Which leaves my you know, big gaps at the back. Mm. So the reason why uh, Terry and Gahill worked so well in the Champions League last season is because they used kind of Terry as a defensive sweeper. Yeah. Or Gahill could get forward um, as he likes to do, and Louise likes to do. Very typically gifted player, Louise. Yeah. More for midfielder. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's my feelings on Louise. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the other centre back. Let, let's throw in Gallas. I mean, obviously, I mean he. He he was at fault for two of the goals, but he the ball did brush him and he scored, so that means yeah. he must be in there. We love you, Garth. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, uh, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to say who would be the other centre back of the week. Um, I mean, uh, yeah, hmm, just difficult. Uh, who's any, any standout players for Norwich? Any standout players? Um, I lost. I can't remember. 
My, my great my, radio. Yeah, <laughs> great stuff. Knowledge in depth. Um, I can't remember the Norwich squad that greatly, but let's just go with Norwich centre back number one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> great, great game he had. Great game he had. But uh, yeah, uh, then a uh, right back. Uh, who'd you stick there? Um, definitely not Kyle Walker. I wasn't about to say Kyle Walker. <laughs> no, I like Kyle Walker, but, you know, I don't know what happened with him and Sturridge. I don't like Kyle Walker. Personal reasons, but he, he's a good footballer, but, you know, more, more more on that possibly in the coming weeks if I ever decide to open up a Andy's football stories. But Watch yeah. out, Kyle. We're coming Ooh. for you. Um, yeah, I'd say Glenn Johnson. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Fair comment, fair comment. Yep. We <laughs> really should have done our research, but there you go. This is live radio, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now, and this this quickly blitz through the midfielders, uh, definitely. Uh, w- would you place Mata as a mid or a striker? Mid, mid. Definitely mid. Uh, Mata, great player, as I said before. Uh, two great goals um, against Tottenham. Obviously, his defence wasn't really at it. Mm. But, yeah, uh Great performance, great player, great team. Mm. Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd agree with that. Uh, I'd also throw Kabai in there. I know he had a good game for Newcastle other than just scoring his goal. No, no, really great Kabai. Um, you know, you should get in the French team more often. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd completely agree with that. Uh, then, And I'd throw Mark Noble in there as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Couldn't, can't forget about big Mark. Yeah, uh, scored a penalty, scored another goal. And I think... He he's genuinely uh, a very gifted midfielder. He's, he's just a solid player for West Ham. That's that's, yeah. that's who they need. He's, and and he's the fans reliable. love him. Yeah. Speaking as a fan, I love him. <laughs> <laughs> you want his babies? Let, let's not get into that, please. We, we, we've discussed this before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, then, uh, who who do you have as your right mid then? Um, well, personally, I play as a four-three-three formation. Oh, fair enough. Um, so one of the players I put up front would be Edin Dzeko you know he's turning into a bit of a super sub yeah I mean I've always like uh, a lot of people were down on Dzeko I've he he wasn't signed by Man City for that amount of money for nothing he's always performed greatly for Bosnia he's essentially a one man team for them and you know he's he struggled to adapt to English football especially with the amount of strikers Man City have and not playing regularly yeah but, you know I'm, I'm I'm pleased for him I mean again he's 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 another city player who I just can't dislike. No, no, and um, I just feel that he's he's a form player. Yeah. When he plays well, he's brilliant. Doesn't play well, he seems a bit lost. But you know, he 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 came up for them at the end of last season, scored like equalising goal against QPR. And when he's playing well, he's unplayable. He's big, he's strong, um, a real force in the air, and he's got good feet as well. Mm. He's he's not just. Um, uh, header over the ball, which a lot of players are nowadays. Yeah. Uh, then, obviously, I think the central midfielder I'd have to throw in is Rooney. I mean, despite the own goal, I mean, obviously, he's he's a quote hat trick hero in that game. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think it shows. I mean, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Rooney, but it shows great character to score an own goal and then come back and score two for your own team. Basically, cancel out that own goal. Yeah. In effect. Yeah. No. Um. I I like Rooney. Um, so yeah, yeah, good stuff by Wayne there. Yeah, as you said, showed great character, 
And a unique hat trick. I'd like to see if we have any more of those. Maybe two own goals and a goal. <laughs> um, or three own goals, perhaps. Uh, you know, keep yeah, entertaining us, boys. I think I remember Michael Proctor doing something like that for Sunderland. Sorry, this is like just my absurd footballing knowledge. But yeah, I think one point Michael Proctor has got three own goals for Sunderland or two own goals and then scored one. Uh, and then uh, I, th- I think who, who's your final member of the starting eleven? Um, I, I'd, I'd personally go with Grant Holt. Yeah, yeah, uh, played brilliantly last season. Doing it again this season. Um, captain of that great Norwich side that pulls up. He's Grant Holt is an example of a player who's improved himself when he's gone throughout the leagues. Um, mm. And yeah, yeah, proved his worth again on the weekend, scoring against Arsenal. Yeah, I, I, yeah, again, I completely agree. He's a reliable striker. I think you know he's on the cusp of an England call-up. I'd like to see how he does there. Yeah, yeah, just 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 throw him in, Roy. You don't have to go for the uh, big team players. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so it's, it's all part of a building process now. I think until the World Cup in 2014, we need. Obviously, this is a bit of England talk, but we need to like find some stability. We need to find we've got we've got the right players, but we're just playing we're not playing the right football. Yeah, and that's all what the right. Me. Yeah, or the right team even. Yeah, exactly. We have got the squad. We just need to play well. That that story of the past decade. We yeah. could talk for hours about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'd say that concludes our team of the week. Uh, we've got about a minute left. Anything you'd like to chip in, Lescott? Um. Not, not particularly. Just looking forward to uh, this week's games. Thank you for listening. If there's anyone out there, <laughs> um, and we'll be back next week, hopefully. Yeah. Or, or if not, the week after. Yeah. But thanks you. for tuning in, and we'll leave you with some uh, interesting music. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, yeah. This is Lescott and Murrayfield signing off. <laughs>